Good morning, Chibia Churches. Good morning to those joining us from elsewhere. Everyone is very welcome. I'm Colin, and we have our podcast for this fifth Sunday after Pentecost. Um, intimations are on the website. Um, the Sunday we have our services at Yetham and Linton. And in Morbato this Sunday, a lot of gardens will be open under the, the, the Scottish garden theme. And the other activities of the church go on during this week. We will be holding a coffee morning at the Wachop Hall in Yetham, a week on Wednesday on the 12th of July. And there'll be, as well as coffee, scones and so on, there'll be various stalls. We have our call to worship. This is a place of welcome, a place where all may find solace, where all may celebrate, where all are valued and loved. God welcomes us wherever we may be. Let us worship God. And we sing hymn 125, which is Lord of all being, throned afar. And let us pray. Lord God, how majestic is your name in all the earth, from north and south, from east and west, drawn by your majesty, we come to worship you. For the gift of this new day, fresh from your hand, we rejoice. For the renewal we know through friendship with Christ, we praise you. For the Spirit's energy, blessing us in each moment, we honour you. Loving God, all life is your gift, so give us glimpses of your splendour and love at this time of worship. Accept her praise, we pray. Lord of all life and each life, we confess and we can forget that life is your gift, especially when we face struggles or feel hard done by. Forgive any hurt we've caused by action or by inaction and show us how to make amends. May we live with you and with each other in reconciling grace through the mercy of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And that same Jesus knows that we have fallen short of his intentions for us. Yet in his great mercy, he welcomes us back into his embrace. Thanks be to God that we are forgiven and refreshed 
and restored by God's grace. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. We read from Genesis chapter 22. Sometime later, God tested Abraham and said, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering as one of the, on one of the mountains I'll tell you about. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey and took with him two of his servants and his young son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place that God had told him about. On the third day, he looked up and saw the place in the distance and said to the servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there and we will worship and then we'll come back to you. Abram took the wood from the, from the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Father? Yes, my son. The fire and wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering. And the two of them went on together. And when they reached the place God had told him about, Abram built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. And Abraham looked up. And there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by the horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abram called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Amen. And then we turn to Matthew, and just a few verses from chapter, the end of chapter 10, verse 40. He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives the one who sent me. Anyone who receives a prophet, because he is a prophet, will receive a prophet's reward. And anyone who receives a righteous man, because he is righteous, will receive a righteous man's reward. And if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones because he is my disciple, I tell you the truth, he will certainly not lose the reward. Amen. And God bless these readings from God's holy word. We sing the hymn for.
oh, we sing the hymn 162, The God of Abram Praise. And we have our weekly prayer. Merciful God, thank you for the faith of Abraham, said God himself will provide the lamb. Thank you that our Lord Jesus became the lamb of God who's taken away the sins of the world. Let us speak your words of truth with confidence so that all those who are searching and listening will be able to clearly see and hear the message of your forgiveness and love and peace. Amen. Melliston House is a, a stately home just north of Kelso. I visited the gardens there during the pandemic. But it was only last week that I, I managed to visit the house. And it has a fascinating history. Robert Bailey, who, who owned the property, was just a, a, a big tower at that time, wanted to replace it with a grander house. But he was a covenanter. He'd signed the Solemn League and Covenant which pled loyalty to the king, but also to the church. And this was at a time when there was a move to restrict freedom of worship. He was put in prison. And his friend and fellow covenanter, Patrick Hume, who lived nearby, sent his daughter Grizzle to the, the prison with a message. Later, Patrick himself would have to flee his home as covenanters were being arrested. And he hid the, the crypt at Paulworth Church in Berwickshire, with Grizzle again tasked to take food before he was able to escape to the Netherlands. Grizzle too had fled, but when Mary, Mary and, William and Mary ascended the throne, then everything became well again, they returned, and she married a bailey and became mistress of Mellerston, and took great news. She was writing down everything, that she, she spent money on, which was very useful to people today to document life in that time. What interests me are these families who are willing to stand up for their faith and even risk their own lives and even die for their faith. 
and one of their descendants, another Grizzle Bailey, was the first deaconess in the Church of Scotland and founded the, the Deaconess Hospital in Edinburgh. It all took me back to my childhood. I grew up in a congregation named after one of the, the Covenanters, Peden, the prophet. And every year we would go into the moors east of the village and hold a conventicle, conventicle, the outdoor service as the Covenanters used to do. Though there would always be people on the lookout just in case soldiers hunted them down. People were prepared to risk their lives for their faith. And maybe some were crazy, maybe some were fanatics, but many were honest, faithful people. Was Abraham crazy or a fanatic or simply a man of faith? He's one of the heroes in the Bible. But in chapter 22, we have this incredibly disturbing story where he sacrifices or seeks to sacrifice his own son, Isaac. I read recently some reflections, Bible stories they don't teach you in Sunday school, stories of trickery and deceit that don't sit well with us these days. And maybe the intended sacrifice of Isaac is one of them. After all the heartache of Sarah being barren, suddenly being able to, to give birth, but also the subsequent casting out of Hagar and Ishmael from the camp. This long-for son born and growing up. And suddenly we have this story where God tells Abraham to sacrifice their only son, their beloved son, Isaac. Take him up a mountain and slaughter him. What kind of God would do that? It isn't in keeping with the, the, the God we believe in, a God of love, a God of grace. But also, what kind of father would do it? For Abraham seems to comply without a murmur. A few chapters before, God threatened to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah for their sinfulness and Abram argued with God. He pleaded with God to save the inhabitants. But here he doesn't offer any, any complaint, but merely seems to accept the inevitable. What does Sarah think? We don't know. She doesn't get a mention. But we can imagine her fury. I wouldn't have liked to have been in Abraham's shoes when he got home that night. Genesis says God was testing Abraham, making sure that he was the right person, a person of loyalty and faithfulness. But he certainly passed that test. But at what cost? Abraham and Isaac would have been traumatized by the experience. Maybe we need to, to move from the horrors of the story and reflect on the willingness to sacrifice what is precious to us. For the Covenanters, it was their freedom, and they were willing to give even their lives for their faith. And there's still many Christians throughout the world ready to sacrifice. For us, it might be simpler things. But this passage asks us to ponder. And of course, we think of this supreme sacrifice that God gave his only son to die on the cross for us. The Lamb of God, 
sacrificed for us and for our salvation. Ponder our sacrifices. We also read a few verses in the gospel. Right at the end of the story of the sending out of the disciples with the kingdom message. Some people would have thought them crazy and some would have thought them fanatics. They didn't receive them and they were told, shake the dust from your feet. But others did receive them and welcomed them and even gave them a cup of cold water. And those who welcomed would be rewarded. Having lived in the Middle East, I appreciated the reference to the cup of cold water. There's nothing better. Remember the story of Jesus asking for water from the Samaritan woman at the well. After a tiring journey in the heat, there's something precious about the simplicity of cold water. A little thing, but it makes all the difference. Discipleship doesn't have to be heroic. But small acts of kindness and forgiveness and grace and mercy can help to build up relationships. A life of faith is full of such gestures. Yes, people are called to do grand things in faith. Abraham was asked to sacrifice Isaac. But maybe we are not asked to do anything so drastic. But we're asked to live our lives to the best of our abilities. And in Christ, there are no, no small gestures and anything, even giving a cup of cold water to someone who's thirsty, anything done in faith and love has cosmic significance. In the name of Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. The hymn 463, Fairest Lord Jesus. Let us pray. Jesus teaches that the gift of a simple cup of cold water is a gift worthy of his disciples. Friends, whatever we give to God this day can bless the world in Jesus' name. Generous God, what we return to you today has come first to us from you. Bless what we offer 
so that those who are in need may taste your abundance, which we know already in Christ our living Lord. Amen. Lord God of heaven and earth, with joy and thanksgiving we praise you, for you create and sustain and redeem all things, for making us in your image to love one another and to care for your creation we give you thanks. For the gift of your Son, whose life is a pattern for our lives and learning, we give you thanks. For the energy of the Spirit to inspire us in times of challenge and change, we give you thanks. Strengthen us these challenging times to show your love to others as we pray. We pray for the Church and those who lead it to find new ways of reaching out in a culture with changing values. We pray for creation that we may learn to reverence and care for it. For those who lead the nations of the world, that they may work for the well-being of the most vulnerable and seek to live in peace together. And we remember especially all the wars going on at this time, especially that in Ukraine, but also the forgotten wars in Yemen and Ethiopia. Pray for those who make decisions about health care, about transport, about education, and social services. And these dim times when there are so many demands in these areas. For the poor, the hungry, and those struggling to find affordable housing when prices for everything seem to rise each day. For those who struggle with illness, addiction, disability, despair. And those who mourn the loss of someone dear. And hear us as we pray in silence for situations in our hearts this day. Eternal God, thank you for listening to us in every situation. Keep our eyes open to your spirit at work. So we pray. Amen. And our closing hymn is a hymn 470. Jesus shall reign ere the sun.
And so go in peace to love, to serve the Lord. And may the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you and be with all whom you love this day and even forevermore. Amen.